episode 341 global from asia we're in 2021 we got a nice little case study with a friend of mine and it's uh, it's a good one we're gonna get in some insights about getting into amazon exiting and, and and finding your finding what you really like to do let's tune in Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you everybody for choosing to put me in your earbuds. I know this is mostly audio, but I got the light on me. I feel, I feel fat. I think I am fat. I think all of us maybe gained some weight in the last year. I'm kind of letting go. I had uh, my father-in-law's birthday was this past week, Grandpa Wong, and we had a nice birthday cake, you know, kind of letting go of my diet, you know, I guess somewhat keto or low-carb, slow-carb, letting it go, seeing it now as I see myself on video here recording, but, uh, and, uh, Sorry, I shouldn't even cough. It's dangerous to cough, but I just had my second COVID test of 2021 here in Shenyang, China. They want us to test twice a week. They're turning schools into hospitals and testing centers and turning teachers into nurses. I guess it's better than building a new hospital. They're uh, converting schools to hospitals now. What a normal new way of life. Hope you are staying happy and healthy. It's getting really kind of honest, a little bit scary. More of my friends I talk to gotten uh, COVID and uh, it's getting to be like a normal thing. Um, let's just stay positive. I think that's, that's just the best thing we can do. But And to keep learning and keep challenging ourselves. I hope today's show is going to motivate you. Peter Luxemburg, really nice guy, really active in the communities in Hong Kong and South China, in our GFA VIP membership as well. Thanks for his support. We get to talk to him about his story, you know, how he was from sourcing into Amazon and how he got out again and how he's still involved and the thought process and the mindset and, uh, the, you know, the, some ways to differentiate. It's a really fascinating conversation. I'm really happy we got him on the show finally. He's been on a list for a long time. So let's take it away and listen to the show. We are proud to say Mercury.com is one of our sponsors here at Global From Asia. It's been a pleasure working with them and we use what we say, or at least we try to use it, and we're actually using it. We're using this for our latest Amazon brand, and we applied for Mercury. We got it online, have our checking and savings account, virtual debit card, physical debit card, and it, we used a statement to apply for Seller Central, and we got Seller Central approved. So we went through the whole process. So far, so good. No application fee, all online. It's a dream come true for many people because I would know how much of a hassle banking is, especially U.S. banking for non-Americans, and they are helping those kind of people, and they're supporting the show. So if you want to check them out, they even give a little bit of a bonus to you and I, to, to you and I, for using our link. So check it out at globalfromasia.com/mercury. Hope to help you out with that. Okay, thank you everybody for choosing to listen to another Global From Asia podcast. Uh, Peter's been on my list for a long time, so I'm happy to, happy to finally get him on the show. Peter Luxemburg, he's a Swedish entrepreneur based in Hong Kong, Frost Limited, Amazon Celery Entrepreneur, Am- Amazon Consultant, uh, an all-around nice guy and, and really helpful in the community. So thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the show and, and, uh, and doing this with us today, Peter. 
Hey, thanks, Mike. I'm glad to be here today. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about having this for a while now, so I'm I'm glad to be finally on. Definitely, and um, uh, hopefully bring something to the table. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even in always, we have we have our our one on ones in in Hong Kong in the past and uh, and in the community. So, um, so maybe just for those that aren't familiar. Do you mind giving us a little bit of how you got started in the, into e-commerce and, and business? Sure. So like you mentioned, I'm from Sweden originally. Uh, I moved out to China in, back in 2007 uh, in a completely different venture. Um, came across some Amazon sellers in 2011, very early on. And um, I jumped on the train in 2013 and started to develop my business. Uh, own private label as a side business to my uh, full uh, daytime job that I had. And um, in 2014, uh, I felt like uh, that if I want to develop it further to the next level, I would have to f uh, put full focus on it. So I resigned from that job that I had and uh, have been working on Amazon since end of 2014 full time. Awesome. Awesome. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, the wave yeah. has been, it's been growing like crazy. So you definitely made the right move. Um, so how did, yeah, I mean, let's, yeah, let's talk about, you know, I think it's a fun story to learn a little bit of the story. So yeah, you're like in China and you're, you're hearing about Amazon and e-commerce. So how did, how did it start? Like, I guess, how did, how did you maybe start the products or the sourcing, you know, the, the beginnings? Yeah. And um, like I said, I, I, the guy I came across uh, in 2011, I mean, it was so early on. He was another Swedish guy. He was a former poker player, which had been uh, living in Guatemala for, for years and <laughs> wow. making a living out of poker. And then he came, he and a couple of American guys, they, they, they started, um, this Amazon thing, you know, and back then it was very hush hush. Uh, so they moved to Shenzhen and um, this Swedish guy was actually an, a former university colleague of mine from Sweden. And uh, we just bumped into each other on the street in Shenzhen. Wow. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, what are you doing here? You know, we hadn't been spoke, speaking to each other for over 10 years. It was quite fun. And he told me about this, you know, B2C, Amazon and this and that and say, John, his name is John and said, listen, you're a Swedish guy. Yeah, so my friend in Shenzhen then um, showed me what he was going, doing. And we were living um, uh, opposite houses in a place called Shoko in Shenzhen. Yeah. Pretty yeah. a lot of foreigners living there. I've been there. And he said, come over, I'll show you what I'm doing. You know? I, was, uh, I was working B2B. That was what I was doing uh, in a completely different industry. And... Um, I came up to his apartment, which was a three bedroom apartment. And he and another American guy was sharing that flat. And in the living room there, there were sitting 10 people, like Chinese workers, picking and packing stuff, you know? <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. What are you doing, you know? He said, no, we're shipping this into Amazon. So hold on a second. And the door rang and a DHL guy came and he picked up packages. and. Off that went and I was standing there for one hour watching this picking and packing and you know 
bundling stuff and they were doing very nice labeling, putting in some insert cards and, and another DHL guy come and picks up another box and, and this was going on. I was like, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. And we met a couple of weeks later and he had to move them to another bigger apartment. And next time I visited him, there was 20 people in his apartment picking and packing. And the, he said that, you know, that whatever he went to, to buy, in, whether it was Huashang Bay or Lohu, he packed his bag and then they stuffed it and it shipped it to the US. He said, as soon as it lands in our Amazon warehouse, it sells. And money <laughs> comes in. So I, I told him, you have to tell me more about this. Awesome. So I was a little bit slow starter because I was, you know, com- comfortable with my life, B2B, fixed job, fixed income. But I got curious and eventually I started to work a little bit for him, especially on the sourcing side and operational side okay. uh, because he was traveling. So I took care of this when he was not, not around. And then he said, why don't you start? And I said, I don't know how to start, you know. And he said, listen, there's this uh, super cool ASM course. Amazon, uh, amazing selling, selling machine, you know, was, yeah. yeah, it was not the first one. It was like the number two, the second release they had. It was, uh, of okay. course, it cost a few thousand dollars, but I thought, okay, if you promise you mentor me, I'll, I'll do the investment and um, I'll be happy to like, I take you in as a, a shareholder and you like be my mentor and I work on this and you help me in developing the sky. Sure. So I picked my first product, you know, according to the model that the, the, the course was giving and with the input of my new mentor. And uh, that's how I picked my first product, you know. And uh, one product was amazing. Just the feeling you get your first sale. It was like yeah. I called them up and said, I got my first sale. You know, I said, yeah, sure. More will come. More will come. Don't worry. I said, okay, cool. And uh, off we went, you know, and like I said, I did that as a side business for a year before I dropped my, my job and, and went full, full force in. And awesome. uh, I, was, I was still living in Shenzhen back then. Okay. And uh, then later on, I, I moved to Hong Kong and I've been living in Hong Kong now for the past eight years. Yeah. Okay. Exciting, man. Really exciting. Yeah, That's how- yeah I mean, it's, just, it's, 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 uh, it's a good you made that decision. I think there's a lot of people... There's always this joke, right, in the Amazon community or the entrepreneur community that is it too late? You know, every everybody like everybody always feels like it's already too late. Like it, there's too many people doing it. It's too competitive. You know, we. I think even in 2013, 14, I, I feel like people were saying that. So, you know, I think that's a very common question issue now. I mean. What would you tell somebody ask saying that now? You know, I mean, I feel like there's always this hesitation, right? Yeah, I mean, already, like you said, like 2014, there was like hesitations, like, is it too late, you know? Um, and back then, you know, the I think the Chinese IP addresses were blocked, so the Chinese sellers could not even open up accounts. Yeah, it wasn't open. And then a few years later, that was yeah. possible, and there were there were millions of sellers coming on board, and then one would see other obstacles like, okay, that's definitely too late, but it wasn't too late, right? So yeah. there's every year or every, there's always something that you would see as a threat for some reason why you should not start. But what I, what I can see from my own experience is that the most important thing is that, first of all, it's not too late. And 
the best thing you could do, even though you don't find your perfect product, is just to jump on board and, and learn the ropes with something so that you cannot learn, right? I mean, every obstacle or danger you can foresee, that's good, of course, but don't let that stop you. Just sure. let that kind of guide you in the other direction. But I think, you know, I guess one thing to, to note, though, from what you did is, were you, did you do a private label from the beginning? Because ASM was private label. You know, I think your friend you mentioned was just buying, was he doing private label or was he just doing like arbitrage? Was he, had his own listings? I mean, I think let's... No, he was, he said that, he said the key of success was to own the buy box, right? And to yeah. own the buy box, you will definitely go for, for a private label. So there was yeah. never any talk about reselling or doing any kind of arbitrage of uh, other products. It was yeah. private label straight on, owned by box, exactly. owned the customer, you know, and was uh, his highest priority, which he, which I have kind of inherited was customer service, mm -hmm. right? Really put the customer first, develop product the customer wants, meet every critic or meet every review, comment everything, own the dialogue with the customers. That was uh, his keys to success because he said the more positive reviews he gained, the better sale got. Yeah. Right? So private label, own the buy box, own the customer relationship as far as you can with Amazon. Yeah, of course. And get, get the review <laughs> management. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's an important part to say, like, you know, your friend and you and what I think the key to success is having your, you know, I like to show, you know, especially, well, we have an advantage being in Asia too, but I think no matter where it's owning the brand, I think the brand is the main value. Of course you could get cash flow on Amazon or drop shipping or, you know, selling online. But I think the real value is, is in the brand long-term, right? Like people recognizing and, you know, and then like you said, owning their buy box. So I think that's, that was a smart, decision rather than some people you know they got high turnover you know and there's retail arbitrage ra you know but i think we usually talk about pl private label you know um here and then owning the, you know, like you said owning the experience making your own listings your own photo right so you you did all of that of course from the beginning from day one right i think yeah that's that's what i what was i what i learned but of course, uh, over the years, I've tried other things as well. Okay. Right? Arbitrage, I've tried reselling, okay. tried different, different things. So, um, yeah, I think there's, there's maybe private label doesn't suit everybody, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely advantages with that. It also means that you probably tie up more cash because yes. you have to buy larger inventory. So everything has its pros and cons, but... I think if you're looking at building something long-term, an asset that you want to want to sell, um, you know, I, I sold a, a one, one of my brands. Uh, yeah, I would love to hear well however much you could share. That would be an image. I, I think a lot of people always love to hear uh, that, whatever you're willing or able to share. So yeah, yeah, like yeah, I guess well, to, I don't know if you want to get to that step or if there's something more before to sell. Do you want to share or do you want to go to the sell? No. Yeah, we can, we can, I think we can jump a little bit back and forth here because okay, it's sure. all kind of mixed into each other, right? But um, sure. um, to, to, to continue on that track, um, sure, my full focus was building a private label brand. 
I mean, yeah. I didn't want anything else to disturb me, right? And then building another brand next to it that was not the same category, kind of to spread the risks and, and reach out to more customers. But, but if we rewind a little bit, um, what happened then when they opened up the, the possibility for Chinese sellers to, to, to get on a platform was that it put more pressure on being more innovative as a product developer or putting product offers there because instead of just buying something and then do private label and then resell it, 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 it became more a competitive situation on, on simple products. So that made the whole experience um, a little bit more advanced because you had to kind of combine different factories or actually develop your own products, not just buy something off the shelf and put your label on it. So it was, it was hard to see uh, the, those easy sell disappear, but it also put some pressure on you to kind of be more innovative and actually bring more to the customer. Right, so I think for, for Amazon as a platform, that was a very smart move. First of all, to create that abundant catalog, but also to create more offers that the customers actually uh, found more attractive on, on, on Amazon that they couldn't find in the regular retail. So, Agreed. Agreed. So, um, yeah, I was, I was uh, continuing building that um, until 2018, um, when I decided um, there was two ways to go for the brand, either to partner up with somebody to, to make it a much bigger brand than, than I had uh, built by myself, by my own resources until then. So I had a potential partner to, to, to work with, a Shenzhen company, which had the manufacturing capabilities and some other resources. So I could kind of bring them on, give up some equity, and then build it up. The other, the other lead I had was that I got from one of the Global Sources Summit here in Hong Kong was one of these online business brokers. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I started to talk to, started dialogue, and, and um, it ended up uh, that, okay, I list, I list the brand and see what's happening. And um, in my private life, you know, I had this, um, you know, I, I, I married, you know, I moved to Hong Kong and uh, yeah, I know. we had one kid, second kid, and then the third right. one was coming in. I was like, oh my God, you know, uh, working full time, you know, my wife also working full time in Hong Kong and these kids just you know, required time and resources and, you know, Yeah, same page. Yeah, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, and so when I had that and I stood in, in front of those two decisions, whether to partner up and put in, like build a brand to the next level, give up equity or to sell it and make it kind of a soft, easy exit to get some breathing space. I, I thought that I take the second option because uh, at the end of the day, I realized that that although I built a brand, although I built a, a, some kind of an asset long term, there was too much insecurity in it, like how much more money I had to put in, 
and how much money I will get now versus two years or five years down the lane. And, um, and I got curious how it is to close the circle. Yes. It, was, it was just too tempting sure. to just do it. You've done it yourself. Yeah, I've done right? it too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for me, it was, it was not a, a life-changing moment, honestly speaking, but it gave me a, a well-needed breathing space and, and time to focus on what's actually important in, in, in life is family. So it's, uh, I don't regret that decision for a, for a second. Yeah. So yeah, was, exactly. That was, uh, was fun. Yeah, I think it's a common point that a lot of sellers get to, just like you're saying, and I'll just kind of recap or put my, my spin on it. But yeah, you have the decision to scale or sell, I think. I think we have some, some content about that too. It's like you get to a certain level, especially like you mentioned earlier, inventory you know, scaling and an inventory based business takes more capital and, um, to grow it, you got to usually invest more money into it, right. To grow more SKUs or to go stock deeper or to, you know, go multi-channel or whichever strategy or multi-marketplace. So, um, it's still a, a really good business and a lot of and there's a lot of buyers that want to buy at that point. There's that point where there's the people that build it from like zero to one, like, like you have done. And, and I've, I've been through, but then to go from one to, you know, like, you know, higher, like scaling, that's usually a different, almost different kind of business. And uh, some people like, you know, a lot of these buyers, investors want, or they, they're rolling up. There's more and more of these groups. Like I've been, uh, part of Alpha Rock, and then there's Thrashio. There's um, I'm talking to more and more of these investors that are rolling up these businesses that want to pick up businesses like you and have built. And uh, um, so there's definitely this market, and it's a natural. Even without Amazon, there's even entrepreneurs. There's a people like I feel like I don't know. I'll speak for myself, but I kind of like the early stage, you know. But there's so many people that like that kind of take something less risky and pay a premium, like you know, they bought on a multiple from, uh, from you for your business and they, they, they could then since scale it more securely. Um, so it's a common, common point we all get as e-commerce sellers to scale or to sell. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with this. I mean, to sell, right. I mean, it's also, like you said, it completes the journey. There's like a, an ending to the, to the story, to the experience. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I agree. I also like that early stage. Uh, yeah. You know, you know I, I packed my bags and I went with bus, um, buses around in China, you know, in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, I know those buses. Six o'clock morning bus. It's cool, yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to see that factory, you know, and <laughs> I did that for, for a while, a couple of years, and I really enjoyed it, you know. But at some point, it's like, okay, it's time to take it to the next level or maybe somebody else is better on taking the business to the next level. Yeah. And uh, I'm no expert in anything. I'm more like an all-eater. I, I, like, I like to know a little bit about everything. Yeah, yeah, I feel and, like uh, similar. So it was super fun. And But people asked me, of course, afterwards, what would you do now? And I was like, honestly, I, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to do right now, but maybe i'll repeat or maybe i don't maybe i find another product or maybe i do something else but for sure it will be something amazon related because i enjoy the amazon space 
Amazon is the future or e-commerce is the future. For sure, and for sure. Picked up some knowledge for like five years. I don't want to throw that out of the window. So I don't know what to do, but it will be something Amazon related for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so if I can continue. What, yeah, what yeah. I, let's, let's go with this, yeah. this next. Let's go on. Yeah. Sorry. I okay. have, you can take it from here. It's great. So, you know, um, thanks to those, um, global sources summit, the meetups that we had in Hong Kong and, and, the, the, the trade shows and the summits and, the network that you develop over the years, uh, both within the Amazon space, but also externally, people knowing that you, you are an Amazon guy, uh, has brought uh, new dif uh, business opportunities in front of me. And that has mainly been then in, in consulting, like pretty much helping others get on the platform and to establish it as a, as a sales channel to their, to, their, to their existing businesses. So I have not been so much of a help to startups or uh, entrepreneurs that wants to start from scratch. I've been able to give advice, but that has not been my core business. So I've been more working with brands that are already established in the traditional retail. And when, when I say brands for, for my, for me, since I'm a Swedish, I'm more familiar with Europe than I am in the US. Those customers have mainly been European brands. So that means also that uh, for them to go on Amazon has been to go on Amazon in Europe, like UK mainly, Germany and, and France. Those three countries have been the countries I've been, been focusing on. Okay. So, so that's what I've been doing. And um, uh, I always, I actually kept, I have two, uh, two businesses in Europe uh, today, which is my own Amazon accounts, where I also offer customers who don't want to have their own selling account, where they want to have some help with the management of it. They just simply want to get sales from Amazon but they don't really care whether it's from their own account or from somebody else. So I offer this kind of a resell or retail solution where they oh, nice. pretty much, I use my account and I technically speaking, I buy and sell. You could say. Nice. Right? Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. So I do that in, in, in those three marketplaces in, in the UK, uh, France and Germany. Uh, not everybody wants to be in the UK or, or not everybody wants to be in Germany. So then I have a company set up for, which is kind of a yeah. very UK yeah, oriented. I like, because I like it. You have the VAT regulations and especially now with Brexit, mm -hmm. it has been very good not to have cross-border sales. Yeah. It's a weird world now, man. See such a weird I, world. It's like anti-cross-border globally now. <laughs> It's amazing what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am not <laughs> very politically oriented. And I actually don't understand why they really want to get out of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're very similar. We're, yeah. We're just business people. <laughs> I don't like politics. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. But that's all. Yeah, I didn't that's, know about that. That's really cool service. Yeah. That's pretty much what I'm, what I'm doing at the moment. So there's different, Every customer has their different needs and 
I can't satisfy everyone, so I turn some down, of course, which I think yeah. is not a good fit. Okay. I think um, the keys to success or for everybody to be happy is that there is a, there is a good um, match in communication and common uh, goals and expectations so that it won't be any friction everything has to be very clear from the beginning and everything has to be com well communicated and agreed upon so that people can enter an agreement and exit an agreement without any hard feelings so that's something i learned also from 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 working with different with different customers that the expectations are so different from what they can get from amazon or not you know uh, yeah for sure yeah. there's can have great sales in, in physical retail, but on Amazon, it doesn't really, it's not Amazon suitable. Agreed. So not everything is going to sell, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. Yeah. It's, it's the goal, like whether it's, a, you know, cl even clients or especially business partners, but to have common goals and uh, expectations is, is very, yeah, a very important part of uh, doing business with people. So this has been fascinating. I, I, I'm, I'm even interested. I mean, no, so many people want to get into the European market, but like, even me, I did, I did UK so long ago, even before, so, so long ago, <laughs> like I'm talking when, uh, 2008 or something, I, I didn't know what I was doing and, uh, I had a UK warehouse, but, um, besides since then it was like a huge nightmare and it's true. It's totally different. Uh, I know some people are successful at doing this, but I think it's smarter to find partners like what you're offering. And, uh, so how, how could uh, people, you know, and then how could people learn more? I mean, I guess reach, do you have websites or, or info? I know you're, you're active on LinkedIn and. Yeah. I mean, my website frostlimited.com is uh, very um, consulting, consulting oriented. So um, we offer pretty much every resource that is, um, that people need. Um, I have a network of um, entrepreneurs that we were all work together. But when it comes to this retail solution, that is something that I don't really uh, market Frost, Frost as a company. Okay. So there's, there's uh, Frost is uh, one of them. And then I have another business called Zoe uh, that um, is doing this re retail solution. So that is, like I said, it's nothing that I, I offer on a, on a broad basis because okay. each and every client need so much analysis and attention so if if somebody's interested to talk to it just get in touch with me and i can show some references and awesome we can discuss it okay this has been fascinating peter thanks so much for sharing is is there other i guess maybe what would you tell somebody you know we're just entering 2021 the show will be online in january um you know, what's the general advice to people, you know, getting into this or, or growing this, you know, and I, I think we're both on the same page. E-commerce is the future. Amazon obviously is a dominant force in e-commerce in the West. Um, you know, what, what are some tips or feedback for people nowadays that you think to wrap it up today? I, I um, definitely think it's important to kind of network and get into those community. Yeah, that's a good one. Apps. Uh, of course, it's very easy information overload. So you have to be a little bit selective and, and uh, try to find where, uh, where your time spent brings you more return on investment, so to say. And there's a lot of good podcasts out there. And I think 
from all the podcasts and, and uh, from all the kind of communities, etc. So if, if um, I have to be selective on, on where I spend my time or where I kind of uh, listen to podcasts and, and communities, of course, I'm, in, I'm based in Hong Kong. I like to be a part of Global From Asia with you, Mike. I, I yeah, really thanks so much, Peter. It's great to have you. Kind of, uh, you know, entrepreneurial spirit that's all around you and all the people that you interact with. Oh, thanks for that. So that I, I'll take as a general business uh, advice and entrepreneurial um, inspiration. When it comes to more Amazon specific, if I'm listening to podcasts, I will kind of limit myself to be very, stay with the Helium 10 guys. You know, I like the Bradley Sutton stuff, what they're doing there. I like the, the case studies that they're doing, how to use the software tools that Helium 10 offers. And... I think that's where I get most bang for the buck, uh, okay. both in terms of tools to use on Amazon when it comes to product research, and also from a little bit of a front-end um, thinking in terms of product research and um, how to kind of put uh, products out there, launches, strategies around that. So, yeah. Easy information overload if you try to, to listen to everything. Mm-hmm. So choose your channel, stick to that. And my high recommendation is the, the Helium 10 team. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, they do amazing things. Of course, they have their software, but they do amazing content, their podcasts, everything that they're doing is, is really great. So awesome, Peter. Um, yeah, we just made this just in time. And frostlimited.com is your consulting site and then your LinkedIn will put on here. And it's also, like you said, it's a pleasure to have you in our community. You're, you're supporting with our GFA VIP membership too, which is really appreciated and uh, really, really happy to have you also in our, in our podcast lineup. It's been on the list. It's been on the list and we made it happen today and it'll be a great one for 2021 is, is a good inspiration for people to take. I think it's also, like you said, I think, I think what you've shared quite a bit today. I think my big takeaway was you took action. You know, there's so many people that are like, you know, listening to podcasts, going to these events, you know, seeing friends of theirs, like selling online, but they're just thinking it's too late or is it for me? But you, you took, you know, you said it took a little time, but you did it. You're still very early and in the Amazon world, but there's so many people, uh, even myself, I've gotten in and out and I, I wish I had just always been in, right. You know, but I've been in and out and, uh, it's never too late. You know, it's never too late to start, you know, and when's the best time to plant a tree? What's that quote? You know, they say a hundred years ago or today, right? I think there's some, I'm wrong exactly, but it's like, you know, today, build the tree today, right? We're in a new year. People are maybe not yet in it, um, but they should have some competitive advantage, right? I think it's fair. You try to have a little bit of an angle, I think is also something to to think about but but it's never too late you know take take uh take action and and uh, and uh, and execute right exactly and, and it's not for everyone but you won't find that out until you like really try right? and you should not give up even though you yeah. fail first time second time third time i mean it's you know many people are suitable to be employees right um that's where they feel um most comfortable and that's what 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 they want to do some people are more like adventurous and they want to try and they want to be entrepreneurs then do that but um, 
like you said, you get get started and don't let a failure or a mistake or uh, something uh, kind of hold you back. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes when it comes to product selection. I mean, I yeah, for sure, me too. Here. The outcome is serious. Like, oh my God, how could I? How could I not see that? You know, every all the signals were pointing it should be a success, but it wasn't. And then, you know, you you try four or five things, and then one is successful. That's that's good enough. Exactly. That's what is always the story. I guess the last part we can go on. For, uh, you know, you never succeed if you don't. You gotta fail or at least you know people if you don't if you're afraid of failure you'll never make a success because you'll stay in below the what it takes to to succeed there's a lot of motivational stuff but but um (laughs) but i think like you said we've all picked the wrong product but the point is you keep learning and improving and uh, get into the habit but this is a pleasure Peter. i'm really happy and uh, i know we're both very busy and uh, i'm so happy you made this happen and uh Thanks. We'll link it up on the show notes and this will be on our, uh, our library as a good show for people to get involved and make, make things happen, which is what you've done. And it's great to see. Thank you again. Uh, I'm in and out sometimes and I'm, I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to contribute, uh, but time is limited. You can't be on a, everywhere at the same time. So. Yeah. Agreed. Thanks, Peter. You're doing a fantastic job, Mike. Uh, oh. Keep on rocking what you're doing. I think 2021 is going to be super interesting in many aspects. I think you're going to um, succeed with the global formation. It's going to grow and I, I see there's more people coming in, right? Yeah. And uh, online in the future, I, hopefully we can have some physical events coming up. I right? know. I mean, we need some physical, but uh, yeah, everything online is getting a little bit tiring, but we're doing our best and appreciate that positive encouragement <laughs> okay i think the connection maybe is my internet but anyway we've it's a little bit lagging now but okay Thier, thank you again really and uh happy new year happy new year mike Let's take rock. care we'll talk to you on the other side we're doing more and more for our members we have gfa vip members program you might have heard about it before we're going to be pushing it more in the new year we love these podcasts. We love creating free content. We love helping people all around the world. That's what we started as. But we are working on more exclusive and private sessions. We have Andy Lee doing a private sessions on dropship tactics. We have our masterminds every other week on the first and third Tuesday and Wednesdays of the month, depending on your time zone. And we're working on helping getting more people together. So if you like what you hear, you like the guests, you like the topics, and you want to get on the inside, it would be really amazing to have you join us. It's application only because we want to make sure you're the right fit. GFAVIP.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Thank you so much, Peter. I, I really enjoyed that. You know, honestly, we didn't even have an outline. We were talking about the show, and I just said, hey, let's just make it like a case study, like discussion. So most of the times, those are my favorite kind of episodes to do. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it motivated you. to. I think my biggest takeaway was you just take action, right? You just make it happen, you know? Like he's seeing other people selling on Amazon, his friends, people in the community just boxing up products, shipping it to Amazon, selling it. You know, I know there's... One time it's like hopping on a bandwagon or FOMO, just like you might be feeling with Bitcoin right now. It's pretty crazy to see. So, but it's also a good way to motivate yourself to take action, you know, listening to podcasts, 
you know, reading, reading books, you know, watching YouTube videos, those are, those are great. But if you don't actually take action, and it's happened to me too in life and business, you know, <clears throat> if you don't actually execute, there's, you're not going to have anything. You have this knowledge, but knowledge without action. I think I saw that in a school at the COVID test. They had these English and Chinese signs that says, knowledge is a treasure, some kind of thing like that as a translation of a Chinese business person say knowledge is a treasure but without action this is uh i don't know exactly the word it's um it was on those big signs in the inside of the stairwell in the in the school but it says uh is not is i don't say worthless but it's it's not not actual value knowledge is knowledge is helpful and a treasure but if you don't execute and take action it's not it's not going to be worth anything so i do hope that helps you um so next week we're gonna skip the podcast it's gonna be every other week we actually already have the show after going it's gonna be a really good one and we actually got the one after that going but we got masterminds actually it was really amazing we had four good tables we had uh three in asia time one on drop shipping one on b2b with sustainability and one on amazon and we had one in the u.s time asia time with people on both sides talking about influencers which is really fun so if you want to get on and not in on that we're going to start to expand that more and i'm trying to really focus on that every other week so next week's the masterminds for members at mastermind.gfavip.com but no no pressure if you're not ready or not willing whatever it's all good but i'm focusing on that it's just i'm totally overloaded and uh, we'll be bringing the podcast back the week after all right Thank you, everybody. I'm excited about the new year. Even though I have twice a week COVID tests, we got to stay positive. We got to, and it sounds bad to say COVID and positive so close together, but we got to, you know, think of the bright side. Think of the new normal. And, uh, you know, if you're good at e-commerce, online business, you have an advantage. You got to use that. And I hope this show has helped you get there. That's it. Signing off. Take care. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.